It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, I'm Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. We're going to talk love. We're going to talk relationships. But I want to start the show with the result of a poll I had on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. And here is the question for you. Have you ever been with a commitment phobe? You know, like somebody who, you know, they like you very much, but they'll never commit, right? <laughs> Have you ever been with somebody like this? Apparently... 42% of you voted yes, and 58% of you voted no. I've been in the yes category. I remember being with a girl that I love dearly, and she never wanted to commit to me. I don't know what was it about, but I think she was a commitment phobe. If you want to avoid that kind of situation, always call me, 855-905-8255, because I know the red flags by now. <laughs> call me, I'm here. If you have a relationship question on your mind, just call me. 855-905-8255. Brianne, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Brianne. Uh, Welcome to the rendezvous. What's going on? Um, I've been with my boyfriend for five years, and his mom and I don't get along, and we have never gotten along. Um, and in a couple weeks, she's going to come visit us, and she's going to be staying at our house for a week, and I'm and I'm not sure what to do. Like, do I avoid her? Do I try to make an effort? Um, she just doesn't seem to want me around, but she's going to be living with me for a week, so I'm just unsure of how to handle the situation. I see. Um, what does she do? What is the reason why you guys don't get along? Um, well, she feels like I've stolen her son away and that she doesn't <laughs> get to see him as much, but really it was more like he got a job in another city, and so we like moved, and it's not me. It's just life that has kept um, I see. Them from seeing each other. And h how does she express her disappointment or her anger towards you? Oh, she just, she'll just ignore me. She just like pretends like I'm not there in the conversation. I see. Uh, have you talked to your boyfriend about it? Yes. And he said that this time that she comes to stay with us, that he'll do whatever I decide is best. But in the past, he doesn't want to get in the middle of it. And he thinks that if he just doesn't acknowledge that there's an issue, then maybe the issue will just go away. And I've <laughs> tried to explain that that's not how it works. It, it's not. Listen, Brian, I agree with you. It's his mother. It's his responsibility. She's not your mother. Each of us have to kind of control our parents' attitude towards our partners. So you have to tell him that. He has to make sure... His mom includes you in the conversation. It's polite to you, just like you have to be polite to and respectful. But it's his responsibility. He has to step it up, Brian, for sure. Otherwise, it's not showing you love, but disrespect. So have a conversation with him clearly about what you expect, and he'll get it. I'm sure he'll you know, talk to his mom so that the situation is better. And how it goes is it's you house, you rules. You guys house, you rules. It's not his mom's rules because it's not his mom's house. So you guys discuss together what you would like to happen, and I think he will execute them. Thank you, Simon. All right, good luck to you with all that. Thank you. You know, I just thought about this, but every time you meet somebody new, sooner or later, if things goes well, you're going to meet their parents, and it's a whole dynamic that starts there. Let's talk about that next. Every time you start a new relationship, sooner or later, right, you're going to meet the family of your partner. It's a matter of time, usually. 
unless they live like my parents <laughs> across the ocean in France, and the chance of meeting them is just very slight because they don't come here often. Uh, but anyway, otherwise, you meet your partner's parents. And then this starts this unique dynamic where some people want to include each other's family in everything they do, and some people don't need that. And some people have parents that are really want to be involved in the kid's love life. Some who do not, like mine. Some who uh, are very possessive of their son or their daughter, depending on the relationship. And then they feel jealous because suddenly you spend all that time with your partner. So what is really the rule, if we could say that, that's going to help you with this? I'll tell you that next. How much do you think your family and your parents should be involved in your relationship, in what you do, what you think. And what's, what do you think? How much? So my parents who have been married for 56 years have told me zero because we parents love you a certain way and it's difficult for us to see the relationship. We just love you. And the minute, by the way, your partner is not with you, your parents not going to love your partner. Gone. Bye-bye. So I've learned this to kind of respect when it comes to my goddaughter, which I love like a daughter, or, or my nieces and nephew and all this too as an uncle, to stay away from their relationship. Give them the space. I don't believe that we should have our parents interfere into our relationship and how we feel. Our parents are not our shrinks. Our parents love us. It doesn't mean they love our partner the same, and they never will. That's my belief. I don't know how you feel about this, but I want to share how I feel. It has helped me handle my parents and my partner's parents at times. 855-905-8255. You have a question? Call me. 855-905-8255. Or in English, 855-905-8255. Because you know what? After all, we kind of speak French and English on this show, so we can say both. Shanice, bonjour. Bonjour, Shanice. Welcome to the rendezvous. What's going on? My boyfriend, we've been together for a while, and we'll stay over at each other's house, but now he's saying that he doesn't want me to sleep in the bed with him anymore. He said that he can't get a good night's sleep, and so he wants me to sleep on the couch or to go home at night. And I don't understand why, because he's not especially tall or big or anything like that. He has a king-size bed. I don't snore. I don't kick or roll around or anything. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he... If that means he doesn't love me anymore, or what's going on? Okay. In the past, you guys spent the whole night together, or um, that's from the beginning, you feel like it's been difficult to spend the, the whole night in his bed? No, for, um, from the beginning, we, we always stayed in the same bed together. It's just been kind of slowly over time. You know, sometimes he would wake up and be kind of like grumpy, and then he'd say he didn't sleep very well, and then now, just now, he's saying he doesn't want me in the bed anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, he still wants to ooh-la-la with you, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, clearly, don't you feel a little rejected? I do, I do. It really hurts my feelings. Like It makes it me does. feel like he doesn't love me or he's, he doesn't want to be close to me. That is true. That is true, Janice. So um, here's what I would like you to do. I would like you to give him a little bit of the distance. Don't go to his house. No smoochie-doochie, no ooh-la-la, nothing. Uh, you can go to dinner with him. You can do. I want him to understand that in a relationship, we don't ask somebody else to go sleep on the couch after you know we had a wonderful evening, unless you're sick. Okay, everybody can get sick, and that's okay then, of course. But if you're not sick, 
I think to you, Shanice, it's detrimental to feel rejected. I don't want you to accept that, Shanice. Okay. okay. You know, I would need to put some laws, some some regulation in that yeah. relationship. It's all or nothing. It's not you come okay. over, ooh la la, and then go sleep on the couch. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like this. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You, you're welcome. Be strong, huh? Be strong. Thank you. All right, Janice. Have a good night. You too. I really appreciate your advice. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm, I just got an interesting question on my Twitter DM at Rendezvous Radio. Somebody's wondering what their boyfriend meant when they said, we're going to get to that next. If you have a question for me, but you can't call me, you can always send me a Twitter DM at Rendezvous Radio. Trisha, what is going on with Chelsea and her boyfriend? All right, so Chelsea says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Chelsea. My boyfriend of almost six months told me earlier tonight that he feels like I could do way better than him and he doesn't feel worthy of being my boyfriend. It doesn't make any sense to me because I honestly don't feel that way and it kind of came out of nowhere. I asked him why he said that and he said he just feels like he's not good enough for me. Why would he say that? Chelsea, you want to know what it means when your boyfriend tells you that you could do better than him? I'm going to translate that for you. That's next. Have you ever had a partner who said to you, you could do better, you could do way better than me, right? I've had that. You want to know what it really means? It's a projection. It means I deserve better than you. But instead of saying that, which is going to hurt your feelings, you reverse it to reverse the guilt, right? So it's like a compliment, but it's a poisoned compliment. It's a projection, meaning I could do way better than you. So you should leave me. So I'm not going to tell you I want to break up with you. I hope you're going to break up with me so I don't have to do it and I can find somebody better than you. So Chelsea, thank you for your Twitter DM. I hope you follow my advice. Leave this man. And anytime somebody does that to you, remember to say the word projection because that's what it is, a big one. Don't fall into the trap, Chelsea. Thank you so much for the email. You call the next 855-905-8255. If you have a romantic story you would like to share with me, just call me, 855-905-8255. Noah, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Noah. Welcome to The Rendezvous. I know you have a love story you want to share with me tonight. Uh, yes, man, a beautiful love story. Good. I met a uh, nice young lady at my job, and I mm-hmm. just didn't know where to go with it. And I started receiving, like, secret admirer gifts for three weeks in a row. And, you know, we kind of caught eyes. I had no idea it was her until the end, of course. The first week, she sent me some flowers. And men Mm -hmm. never receive flowers at work. I was like, wow, that's nice. The -hmm. next week, she sent me some coffee to go in your carrot coffee like that. I was like, wow, I love coffee. I like that. (laughs) And the third week, I received some concert tickets, but they were two. And she said, if you don't know who I am by now, it's me. And her name was Krista. Mm-hmm. And she said, I would like to take you to this nice concert. And it was Sade. It was really, like, really mellow and love music. It was, like, great. I can't lie to you, Simon. It knocked me off my feet, man. <laughs> Listen, I'm amazed that she's the one doing all this. You're the one on receiving. And usually it's kind of us doing this. So 
I like this new approach. You know, I think it's totally cool. I think in in this day and age, everybody can do that. Men and women and all of us can just, if we feel like it, let's do it. And and so during the concert, just because I love music, what was your favorite uh, song during the Shade concert? A smooth operator. <laughs> <laughs> of course, she was a smooth operator. Good for she you, no, a smooth th- operator. Now we're yeah. still together two years later, Simon. And you believe still- me, I've paid for many a dinner since then. <laughs> but uh, I definitely appreciate her in the beginning. Listen, I love this story and I love you, joie de vivre, your joy of life. Thank you so much for calling me, Noah, and, and for that wonderful story. And give her credit from me for the way she started this. I think it's inspirational. <laughs> I will kiss her for you from me. <laughs> Please. Absolutely. Thank you so much and have a good night. Hey, thank you, Simon. Bonjour. Bonjour. If you think about it, how would you feel if the woman was the one making the first gestures. Let's talk about that. I gotta be honest, you know, I was raised old school by my father, so the idea that, let's say I met somebody at work where, uh, and or anywhere, and then the woman would be the one inviting me over to the restaurant or sending me two tickets for a concert, I would be disarmed. Not because I'm a macho, because I'm not, because I was raised by a mother who was very feminist, but I'm so old school in my role as a man that I feel like it's, it's my pleasure. That's what it is. It is my pleasure to invite you to the movies, to invite you to a nice concert, to invite you to a nice restaurant. I love doing it. No one has ever done what has happened to Noah, this girl who invited him everywhere for three dates, and then, you know, they start dating. How would I feel about this? Let me tell you next. So, I'm single. Let's say I meet a woman that would take the initiative to be the one to say, hey, let's go to dinner, to then send me tickets to go see, you know, I love to see, you know, concerts like, like you two or others, and then do exactly what happened with Noah. How would I feel? Happily disturbed. Happy because I would feel that I'm, you know, desired, and so that's a great feeling. Disturbed because it's against my education for my dad. My dad said to me, when you meet a lovely woman, you have to charm her, charm her again. You can never charm her enough and never take her for granted. Keep on inviting her to dinner, to the opera, to the concert, and so on. But I agree with my mom, who's a feminist, that we're all equal in the role. And so if that happens, if I like the woman, I will still date you and give you all my heart. That's the beauty of time. Things change for the better sometimes. Anyway, you call the next 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me, just dial 855-905-8255. Laura, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Laura. Welcome to the rendezvous. What is going on tonight? Thank you so much. Um, okay, so my boyfriend and I have a, we have a really good relationship. Um, you know, day-to-day partners, everything's great. Um, it's just my concern is that when we do the ooh-la-la, um, mm-hmm. he wants me to sort of take it extra, an extra step and kind of be more verbal and that sort I of see. thing. And I just feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, in the past, uh, with other boyfriends, uh, you mm-hmm. have uh, been more comfortable when it comes to verbalize things with the ooh so it's just about this guy, or it's just your personality that were never comfortable being vocal about certain things when you have ooh Yeah, I've kind of never been, and I've, I've dated a lot of people that were 
like they sort of didn't mind that I wasn't. Um, okay. And I, I like when they are. It just makes me feel really self-conscious and sort of keeps me, in, um, it kind of makes me in my head instead of being able to be present. I totally understand. But there is a simple rule, uh, Laura, when it comes to ooh is you do what you feel, not what you don't okay. feel. And so do not have any guilt, right? You don't feel like saying it, explain to your boyfriend, it's not my thing. Right? Don't right. don't act. Don't because I think that the minute you're gonna have to do something you don't want to do or, or you are uncomfortable with, yeah. it becomes not enjoyable. It becomes fake. It becomes like like um, an act uh, and that is not personal and intimate. And ulala is about being close and completely, you know, free of any uh, uh, worries or stress. And so I think if he pushes you, said no, I can't do that. It's not my thing. And then that's it. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll just see. Hopefully, he'll be okay with that. But if he's not, you'll find something else. But I really would like you to remember f- forever, when it comes to ulala, never do something you don't want to do or not comfortable with. Never. Yeah. It will hurt the relationship. It will hurt the intimacy. It will hurt the connection. Mm-hmm. And it will make you really upset. So don't do it. And then find out the creative ways to you know enjoy. Thank you so much for your time tonight, Simon. I really appreciate it. You're most welcome and have a good night. <laughs> you too. More rendezvous next. I want to finish this show with a question for you, a personal question. Do you have a story, a good, bad, ugly, crazy, amazing, exhilarating, a story from your personal life that you never told anyone, not even your best friend, but you wanted to? Something that either you want to get off your chest, see what I feel about, see what I think about, or just maybe just say it. Because lately, and I say that because more and more of you are applying to La Confession, my podcast, and I love that. I thank you for that. We have had an increase in demand of you saying, I have a story I want to share with Simon because La Confession is like a safe heaven for any true story you may have about relationships and love. And I never judge. So if you want to also be on my podcast, La Confession, just go check out therendezvousshow.com and reach out to my producers. I would love to have you on too. I'll be back tomorrow night. Thank you so much for listening. Et à demain. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.